Welcome to Season 3 of Dreams and Bones, the podcast designed to help us all learn more about practicing the art of creative living. This podcast is part of Grow Me a Story, our website dedicated to the idea that everyone is creative, and inch by inch, row by row, we want to help you grow the creative dreams and bones in your life through conversation with other creatives. My name is Paul Roberts. And I'm his wife, Carol. As your creativity cultivators, Paul and I will be bringing more guests to you during the year of 2023 to talk with us about the deep joy and meaning that comes from practicing the art of creative living. But on this third Friday in the month of March here in 2023, Carol is introducing a new author to you and to me. Carol, I think our listeners are really going to enjoy meeting Pat Schneider. I agree with you, Paul. So let's get started with our conversation about Pat's book, The Writer as an Artist. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of Dreams and Bones. It's uh, just Carol and I with some of our friends, our author friends for the month of March here. In, and this third week, uh, we've got a new author that we're going to be taking a look at that Carol introduced me to. So I'll allow her to introduce you to this author. Carol, who, who are we meeting today? Today we're meeting an author named Pat Schneider. And she wrote a book called The Writer as an Artist, A New Approach to Writing Alone and with Others. And I heard about her through uh, my friend Vicki, who's in my one of my creative groups I'm in. And she actually told me about another book that she had written, and which I didn't uh, realize this book, The Writer as an Artist, was written before that other mm-hmm. book. And, <clears throat> and so... I had ordered both of them, and when I decided to start reading one, this was the one I grabbed, and and it just has a lot of really interesting things that I feel like really go along with what we're all about. Yes, they do. And and I really liked how she started this chapter. This chapter is called Getting Started Again, and it says, Almost everyone has at some time been a writer. A writer is someone who writes. You have done it. You have expressed yourself on paper. Getting started is almost always picking up an old dream, an old desire. Getting started is usually getting started again. And only you can discover what you need to get going. <laughs> and I'm, as I read a lot of what she's saying about writing, I think it's true with anything creative. I, I agree. You know, I think, you know, it's like we talked about last week. Yeah, it's just doing it, just beginning, just sitting down and starting it. And I really like, yeah, that just that whole thing that sometimes we're our own worst enemy. Right, right. Is we just don't take the time to do it. Yeah. One of the things that I so enjoy about different authors is they, and she talks about it a little bit in here, everyone brings their own specific voice to it. It would be so easy for me to hear Julia Cameron uh, and and her voice, but no, there's this distinct way that Pat Schneider writes mm-hmm. that I I hear in my head a different voice, and mm-hmm. I like this different voice who's saying some of the same kinds of things. Right. And and part of it, both of them, just have such an encouraging way, such a positive way mm-hmm. of sort of patting my inner creative child on the back and saying, you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and do it. Yeah. Go ahead. Get mm-hmm. get started 
with it. Yeah. Uh, and, and I appreciate that about what they have to say. Well, one of the first things that Pat Schneider talks about, which, uh, which has, was also a task we did in the artist way, is give yourself space and privacy mm. is what she talks about. And she says, everyone differs, but what kept me from having a room of my own is common. It was not so much the difficulty of finding space as it was my own attitude. I saw others' needs as more important than my own. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I see this a lot with, um, you know, as we talk to people about, yeah, you need to find your own space in your home. Um, I think I've shared about in my office and just taking the little love seat and putting a few things around it and how that really changed just that little part of my office to a creative space for mm -hmm, me. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be a room. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to go away and, you know, rent an office space. Right. But it's finding that space for yourself. Right. And, that, and it's... That, yeah, that space inside. Mm -hmm. uh, that space in, in yourself almost. Mm -hmm. and, and again, yes, giving yourself the... The permission to take good care of you, mm -hmm. and and uh, I, I I love the fact that it, it's part of uh, it's part of our upbringing uh, to to give back to the world around us. I, I think a lot of the people that we are around are, uh, if I can use the word, uh, sacrificial kind of people who are willing to give of their time and their effort and their energy. But we don't have as much time, effort, and energy if we're not taking care of ourselves along the way. Mm -hmm. And for a writer, for a creative person, and I would agree, we can all be that, it's very important for us to do those, those kinds of things. Take care of ourselves, allow us the space, allow ourselves the space to be able to write. Mm -hmm. It is something that I, I've shared a few different times in, in the last week that I did not give myself the space to do that during my teaching career. I am not looking back with regret at that. I'm just looking back at that and saying, I did not take as much time as I could have. Mm -hmm. I took some, yeah, but not well, nearly right. as much as I would have uh, liked to or could have had I given myself the space to do that. Yeah, you know, and, I, and it's interesting. In fact, we were in a conversation earlier today about that, and and I think... You know, it wasn't that you didn't give yourself space to be creative mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because you did. I mean, right. you wrote melodramas, yes. you you performed, you directed, you did all kinds of things. You, you know, at school as a, mm -hmm. you know, drama teacher, speech teacher, you know, you were doing creative things a lot. I right. think when you think of that, you think it wasn't that almost that guilty pleasure writing. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh-huh, yep. That old, again, that inner child, that younger me, who that was what drew me to literature, mm -hmm. um, was was that thought. Um, yeah. And, and, yeah, not enough guilty pleasure writing. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, she, um, Pat Schneider talked a little bit more about, you know, finding your space, and she said, I kept the office space for three years and learned what I needed to know about myself mm -hmm. in order to be able to claim a space of my own at home that would be truly mine. Not a space in which I felt I was staking out illegal squatters' rights, yes. but a space that was deeply, spiritually a room of one's own. When I gave up the office space, I 
took out a building loan, remodeled a home, a room at home with a studio, put in great, wonderful windows and a heavy-duty soundproof door, and here I sit typing these words in a room, inner and outer, of my own. <laughs> so I think, yeah, sometimes that might be part of it, mm -hmm. is we don't know ourselves enough to know what do we need? What do we want? What do we... But I think that step of claiming something yes. and saying, this is my space, and it's okay that's it's, that this is my yes, space. Yes, yes. I love what uh, related to that. She talks in there about her process and that we all have our own uh, process and we need to understand ourselves well enough, our perhaps our writing selves or our creative selves to know what we what we need. Mm -hmm. What do what do we need? Uh, I said to you yesterday at one point uh, when we were at the store uh, and waiting for something and. And I said, you got a pen? And I grabbed a crossword and started working on a crossword. And I said to Carol a little bit later, boy, that's a nice pen. Yeah, that's, a, that's a nice pen. That, you need the right pen sometimes. Uh, and, and whatever you need in the process. In my blog today, I was, I was having a moment of synchronicity. As Carol had said to me, you need to read this chapter I finished my blog and then went to the chapter. I had written a little bit about my process in my blog, and there's Pat Schneider talking about the process. And I went, oh, well, yes, that's, <laughs> that's it. I realized that, uh, that it is best for me, and Carol, you talked about this recently, it is best for me to write poetry not on the computer first, but with pen or paper, and then transfer it. And that's part of my process. Right now, that is not part of my process, for writing fiction, which I find interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, that, that may change yeah. someday as I learn more and more about myself, but, uh, but that, that's uh, a, a nice understanding, a nice revelation for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, she says, if you have not yet claimed and made for yourself a room of your own, begin to do so. Do what is possible, love it and use it. Dream of the day when you can take the next step. The first room of my own was a few lines each day in a five-year diary. From that little seed grew the studio, which I work in today. So if you don't have a place that you kind of can call your own little creative space, see if there's somewhere in your house, in where you live, where you, that you can say, yeah, this is where I'm going to, this is my spot. And it does not have to be. Pat Schneider says this. Uh, Julia Cameron says this. It does not have to be uh, completely separate from the rest of the world, uh, mm -hmm. that people find these different spaces that work. And at times there may be other people around mm -hmm. and uh, you are able to work through that until you find even better space. Are you starting or currently working on a creative project but don't know what to do next? Do you need someone to talk to? Someone who will give you feedback and tools to get your creativity back on track. This is what Gromia's story is all about. Paul and Carol Willem Roberts, your creativity cultivators, will help you start, continue, or complete creative projects, big or small. Visit www.gromiastory.com to learn how Paul and Carol can help. Now, back to Dreams and Bones. Well, the next part she talks about is 
growing as a writer mm-hmm. and some different steps that, or again, you know, we say writers, she's referring to writers, but really anything, any artistic endeavor, mm-hmm. creative endeavor that you're doing. And, and one of the things she talks about is learning, learn by finding a good teacher. Mm-hmm. And I loved, she wrote a lot about this. Yes, she did. She did. And, and she says, a good teacher helps you sound more and more like your own self. Yeah. Less and less like him or herself, less and less like the so-called great writers of the past. Mm -hmm. The test is simple. When you come away from a session with your teacher, do you feel more or less like writing? Mm -hmm. Do you find yourself invigorated, challenged, energized for the task of revision and development of your work? Or do you find yourself embarrassed, humiliated, and discouraged? The issue is not whether the teacher is tough or gentle, cruel or kind. The issue is the effect on you, on your work. A teacher who is good for you may be a terrible teacher for your best friend. Finding a good teacher is certainly as sensitive and miraculous as finding a good doctor or a good therapist Mm -hmm. or a good minister. Mm -hmm. A good teacher causes your work to grow, deepen, freshen, increase. If the opposite is happening, Know that you are talking into yourself a kind of poison that in time will kill your art. Escape as quickly as you can. <laughs> I think that's really important to realize that that all teachers aren't going to help everybody. Mm-hmm. And that you need to find the person that um, really speaks to you and hears your voice. That's the biggest thing is, is you know, we talk about how, you know, if no one tells your story... It's not going to get told because you're the only one who can tell it. But yet part of telling that story is finding your voice and finding the voice that's going to tell that story and finding someone who will encourage you mm-hmm. in that. And again, that can be writing, that can be painting, that can be all kinds of things. And I think you need to be able to find someone who's going to encourage that. Mm-hmm. You know, you look back at some of the I guess you refer to him as geniuses. She kind of talks at some point in this book about genius. and Or or we use the phrase, they were ahead of their time. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times, yeah, sometimes there are people you work with that are kind of ahead of their time. Mm-hmm. And you aren't really, really quite sure what to do, but you need to give them that opportunity to, to be ahead of their time mm-hmm. and to say or write or sculpt or paint what it is they need to paint. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I think about uh, all of our our teacher connections and the the teachers that we've worked with, the teachers that we've known, uh, the teachers that we are, and and it was it was very interesting to read that uh, that section and and think about that it is it it was my desire to connect with every single one of my students, but I know that's not realistic. And somehow I think that maybe part of that conversation needs to be more prominent in in teaching. I think we connect when we're in elementary school. I think it's an easier connection uh, you because know, of... I remember being, you know, especially when our, our oldest daughter attended a school where there were a lot of options. Mm-hmm. And you wanted to fit her with the one you yes, felt like yes. would go the best. Mm-hmm. And and I think even in elementary school, you you know, sometimes you don't have a choice. It, I mean, it's either one or the other right. or or even if it's a smaller school. Uh-huh. But, you know, sometimes 
you know, if you do get a choice, sometimes I think as parents, you knew yes. that, oh, yep. my kid's going to do better yeah. in this environment. Yeah. Than- and I think you have to have that conversation. I love what Pat says. It's not the, the, it's the, it's the two people coming together. Mm-hmm. Are they able to come together? And, and she certainly, she uh, addresses the idea that that doesn't mean we can't learn from someone who we don't seem to have that connection with. It's not as pleasant. It's not as good. If we have a choice, we move on. Mm-hmm. Um, look, continue. We don't always have those choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, again, as we grow older, as we move into different situations, those are the moments when we start to have more choice and we need to find uh, those voices. I think about our our writers group that we have and we teach each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and when I leave our writing, writers group, I want to go write. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. we need to schedule time yes, now. Yes, I've so. thought of that too. I've, uh, that group, yes, we. I think we do try to encourage each other's voice. Mm-hmm. And we try to bring out the authenticity of what, what we're trying to say and, and make it better. Not, mm-hmm. not by saying, oh, you have to write it this way, but, oh, but maybe consider this or it might sound better this way. Mm-hmm. But we mm-hmm. never tell each other what to do, yeah. we, but we do say you might consider this or maybe look at this and yeah and it is it's it's a nice it's a nice group it's a nice environment to be a part of yeah another thing she says is writing and teaching are not the same skill Mm -hmm. do not always inhabit the same human body good writers are not necessarily good teachers Mm -hmm. or vice versa good teachers might not be good writers Mm -hmm. but they know how to teach writing Mm -hmm. i think it is i think it's just very interesting you know, just to one line, she says, there are teachers who are geniuses and there are teachers who are fools. All of us must suffer some fools. <laughs> but yet there might, they might be a fool for me, but they may not be a fool That's for That's exactly right. You know, it's not like they're just a fool. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like in the teaching world, I think the thing is, you know, you try to meet kids where they're at. Yeah, I think in theory, it's great. <laughs> But I'm not sure that oh, that's a yeah. realistic expectation. Very difficult to, for to teachers that. to meet everyone where they're at mm-hmm. and and make, as you say, make that connection. Yeah. And you know, I think on a personal level, oftentimes, depending mm-hmm. on the teacher, but you can do that. But maybe in some of these more humanities or creative mm-hmm. things, um, yeah, maybe not. Yeah. Um, and I think you know that's just life. I like, she talked about a friend of hers who taught her a lot. And she said, she cared deeply about my work, evoked it, challenged it, and encouraged me to grow. Claim as your teacher the person who helps, who best helps you to write and to write better. Ask yourself this. After a session with my teacher, do I feel, do I feel more or less like writing? Yeah. And I think that, and again, anything, I think anything that you're involved in, you know, hopefully you can find that person who wants you to mm-hmm. to do more. Mm-hmm. And, and yep, that's a wonderful thing when you can find that moment mm-hmm. uh, in in yourself. When the experience evokes more of of the experience, I want to keep going mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. this. Not oh, I'm defeated in this because of uh, the things that I'm doing or what someone else has said. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that those are the blocks that we're trying to say there are ways out of this mm-hmm. and, and we're you know you may not get that luxury until mm-hmm. you're an adult right 
you know, because, and, and again, we've said, it's not that you can't learn from people that you don't get that connection with. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, sometimes I think that might help you know what your voice isn't. Yes. Um, so it's, she says above all, trust your own voice, your own tuition, intuition, your own artist self. Mm -hmm. And I think, again, that's part of growing up. That's part of figuring out who you are. But I think to realize that, um, yeah, that you have your own voice and that you don't have to sound like everyone else. Mm-hmm. She she talked a lot about, um, you know, growing up and, you know, at that time, a large majority of the writers that yes. people her yes. age studied uh-huh. were white men mm-hmm. who, you know, that's who, that's who were the writers and that's who you studied. And then she, she said... And then I read Virginia Woolf and it changed my life. Mm -hmm. And that's her next section is learn by reading other writers. And she talks about it's important to read contemporary things, Mm -hmm. read what people are writing now. Read read, from your own community, your own time period, your own culture. And And, read from other cultures. Read from, you know, just read a variety of things because you can. uh, And she says, I love this, too. Expand your reading habits. Read aloud, walking, read onto mm-hmm. tape, and listen as you drive. Memorize work that you love. Those writers whose work you love will be your best teachers. Mm-hmm. If you love a certain writer's work, the chances are he or she would be interested in yours. You know, and back in the, when this book was written, um, you know, there wasn't audiobooks. When was this written? Do you this was remember in, when, I think it, when this was? I can look it up. 1993. Okay. Not that long Not, ago yeah, really. in our Let's lives. See, that would be yeah. <laughs> uh, about 30 years ago. 30 years ago. Yeah, that's exactly it. 30 years ago. But yeah, it's um, the yeah. writers you love will teach you how to write. If you read them thoughtfully, mm-hmm. watching, catching them in the act, they will give you permission to try new things. They will open doors in your own mind if you will let them. <laughs> I, was, I was laughing out loud. Uh, doing dishes the other day, as I—that's when I one of the times when I listen to my Audible book, *The Lincoln Highway* by Amor Tolls, and and I was laughing, not at the storyline itself, but how he was telling the storyline. I've grown to really appreciate what he does, and then to make this conscious realization that I was doing exactly that. I've come to appreciate his style and I like his style and the laughter was my pleasure at the way he had put the story together not necessarily just that story itself but that he dared to do what he did as a writer and I went oh that is so much fun and Mm -hmm. and I agree I I my the number of people that I would refer to as my mentor has grown and grown over the last few years mm-hmm. as I read some good writers and find myself doing exactly what Pat Schneider says, uh, listening to, looking at how they put a story together, how they craft it, and mm-hmm. and it's a wonderful way to to get to meet some great authors. Mm-hmm. Well, and I you know, and I look at what we do with um, with the kids that we work with, mm-hmm. with the adults, and and in a way, we're we're more about having a place where you can develop that mm-hmm. 
voice. And, you know, if we had a student that all of a sudden we saw that they had a real, they wanted to learn how to play the piano and they obviously had talent in that. Mm -hmm. Well, we would send them to a piano teacher. Yes. You know, and the same, or if we had, you know, any kind of thing like that, you know, if they really showed some art, you know, we would encourage them, take an art class, you know, because there are skills in those areas that you do need. We're not about not learning skills. But I think there there needs to be a balance. There mm. needs to be, um, they need to have that ability to learn those skills, but then all then also the ability to kind of have their own voice. And sometimes I think people think, well, learn the skills and then start creating your voice. Mm. And which might be true in some situations, but I think as grade school kids, I think you can start developing your own voice. Yeah. Julia Cameron is saying to me in the mornings, uh, in a, the, the book that we've shared the last few weeks, uh, she gives the, the reminder that oftentimes uh, art is not linear, that we don't work our way from point A to point B to uh, point C and then the end of a project that, we, that it, it's, it's not necessary always for it to be that way. And that learning is not that always that linear process. And I need to be reminded uh, of, of that in, in, in that whole creative process. I think that that's very important. Well, uh, Carol, thank you so much for introducing Pat Schneider to me. Uh, yeah, I think we'll uh, talk a little bit more about her next week. Well, I look forward to hearing more from Pat. And, and we look forward to hearing from you. Uh, if you are enjoying Dreams and Bones, then uh, let us know. If you've got ideas, if you've got people you'd like for us to interview, authors, uh, I suppose at this point they could be dead or alive because we're, we're <laughs> yeah. talking to them. Whatever, Let us know if you are enjoying your time with us. Thank you so much for being a part of us. We'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us for another year of conversations with people who live creative lives. Paul, do you have anything to add to our thoughts about Pat Schneider's chapter, Getting Started Again? Well, I, I appreciated learning that uh, the book was written in the early 1990s and feeling like that for us that's contemporary. Uh, um, and, and, and yet again, just the thought that these new ideas uh, for us are not necessarily new ideas. Writers have known some of this for a long, long time, and it's fun for us to be able to hear about it, share it, and have it be new and exciting for you and for me. Yeah, I loved reading her words and just really connecting with a lot of her ideas mm -hmm. and some that I think we've already talked about, and just knowing that you know she conducted workshops and worked with people and shared a lot of mm -hmm. these ideas about creativity. Well, as we bring this episode to a close, we would like to thank you for listening to us. Would you like to see what else we do at Romeo Story? Visit www.romeostory.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter, read our fertile ground blog posts, and find more ways to learn about living a creative life. Join us next Friday for another conversation about writer Pat Schneider's book, The Writer as an Artist. And don't forget to subscribe to Dreams and Bones on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Just search and subscribe to any of these apps on your phone, and you will be notified each Friday when another episode of Dreams and Bones has been published.